Hello, welcome to the Friday, August 28, 2020 edition of the Sands and Storm Center's Stormcast. My name is Johannes Ulrich, and today I'm recording from Jacksonville, Florida. Good reminder today by Jan about security.txt. This is a text file that you should have on your web server in order to give contact information to a researcher who finds a security vulnerability either in your web application. Of course, that's the obvious reason, but also in your organization at large. Couple side notes on this. First of all, this file is found in the dot well known directory. Uh, again, something that's relatively known, but instead of littering essentially the document root with all of these files, uh, lately these files have been moved into the dot well known directory. Secondly, it may be a good idea to take a look at who is accessing that file because a researcher may take a look at the security text file, but but then not necessarily report the vulnerability, sort of have second thoughts as to whether or not to do so. And yes, of course, there is a little bit of a reconnaissance value in this file as well that a bad guy may attempt to exploit. But in the end, it's all about helping the bad guys to get in touch with you and report a problem. And from my own experience, I can tell you this makes a huge difference. I often haven't gotten around to really track down security contacts if it's just way too complex uh, to find them. At this point, security.txt is not yet a sort of a complete finalized RFC, but it's a draft and it's easy enough to implement that there is really very little downside to it. Now, talking about security features that backfire and cause problems, apparently Google Chrome's DNS hijacking feature is causing problems for the root DNS infrastructure. In order to check if, for example, an ISP will redirect uh, queries for domain names that don't exist, Google Chrome will create three random strings and then perform a DNS lockup for these random strings. If two of them return the same IP address, then Google Chrome suggests that DNS may be hijacked by someone in the middle. So the problem is that these are just random strings. So it's not randomstring.com. It's just a random string. So to your DNS infrastructure, these look like top level domains. And since they're random and don't really exist, your DNS server does not have an answer for it. So it'll ask the root name servers. And due to the popularity of Google Chrome and of course the infrequency normal DNS servers will have to check the root name servers. Well, 50 to 60% of the root name server queries are now caused by this particular feature. The feature was introduced back in 2010 and the percentage of queries has continuously been increasing since then with, of course, the increased popularity of Google Chrome and also as people updated to the more recent versions of Google Chrome that support this feature. 
The APNIC blog post by Matthew Thomas does point out that also DNS hijacking is really not such a big problem. So really the pain being inflicted here on the DNS infrastructure may not be proportional to the size of the problem it's trying to prevent. And in the last few years, Microsoft has used the name Windows 10 for incremental versions of its operating system and just added a four digit number that would then indicate when this particular version of Windows 10 was released. What's often overlooked is that each one of these subversions has its own end of service deadline and you should upgrade to the more recent version of Windows 10 before this deadline is reached. Now, luckily, due to COVID-19 and some of the disruptions caused by it, Microsoft has now in extended some of these deadlines, in particular, the deadline for Windows 10 version 18.03. So that's uh, the release that came out 2018 March. That's what 18.03 stands for. For enterprise education and the IoT, the Internet of Things edition of Windows 10 version 18.03 will now not expire until May 11th, 2021. So you have till, well, May next year to update to more recent versions of Windows 10. And in the show notes, I'll link to the complete list of support dates for different versions of Windows 10. So you probably want to review this and make sure that you are okay and that you are aware of these different dates. We got a couple of patches from F5 for big IP appliances. Nothing critical here. The most severe vulnerability are denial of service issues. Also one where, uh, recalled TLS certificates may still be usable, but again, nothing really that huge, nothing sort of remote code execution that I would call an emergency. Also patches from Cisco. Similarly, mostly denial of service issues and such, so nothing too urgent. And the Lemon Duck uh, crypto coin miner, which typically was going after Windows systems, but was always uh, quite flexible in what exploits it used, now added good old SSH brute force attacks uh, to also break into Linux systems. But more interesting are some of the other attacks it's using, like uh, Eternal Blue, for example, as well as SMB Ghost uh, being one of the more recent SMB vulnerabilities in Windows 10. They also are looking for Redis systems and uh, what I have really not seen much of at all, uh, they're also going after Hadoop uh, clusters. Hadoop is a distributed file system that's also often used for larger databases. Well, uh, that's it for today. So thanks for listening and talk to you again on Monday. Bye.